Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion as we continue on in Revelation chapter 1, verse 16, on Jesus, the one whose countenance is like the sun shining in its strength. And so I'm going to read this, and then I'm also going to read just the beginning of, of verse 17. And his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And so this concludes kind of this opening description of Jesus' appearance that John has been just giving us in these last verses in chapter 1 of the book of Revelation. And I included verse 17 in there because I, this revelation that John saw Jesus with this great shining light and his response was falling down as though dead. I just love that the first chapter of the last book of the Bible carries the impact of the appearance of God again. Because in the Old Testament, we see this often. This is a common thing. Anytime even an angel shows up, the man's down on his face. But we've had Jesus come in the flesh now. We've had his glory withheld for a long time in the Gospels, in his appearances. And so uh, Paul has this, but even again, as we start the last book of the Bible in chapter 1 of Revelation, John's response to his best friend appearing in his glory is, again, this is man, but this is God. And he's falling down on his face as though dead. And he's so impacted by the appearance of Jesus. And so, Brother Daniel... Discuss with us some of these aspects of the beauty of Jesus in this revelation. When I go into this uh, meditation, Jesus, whose countenance is shining uh, as bright as the sun, especially the description, the full strength of the sun, referring to the noonday sun that has no clouds that cover it. In other words, it's something you cannot stare into the blinding light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So here you have a situation like you say that it has to be linked to verse 17 because after uh, John encountered Jesus in Revelation 16, all the threefold description that was found in verse 16, he fell down in such a awestruck way that he was so overwhelmed that he couldn't get up. All the strength left him. And Daniel the prophet, like you mentioned earlier, have the same reaction when he encounters some strong angels. So Jesus, uh, in his lifetime, was mostly walking in meekness. He clothed himself with meekness. And even the glorious work that he did on the earth with all the signs and wonders, miracles, and the preaching of the gospel, mostly uh, the people who live around him and walk with him could actually uh, sustain that measure of glory that is, uh, they could cope with it. They can, they can cope with the measure of glory that was revealed because he was restraining himself, even though uh, those miracles were very notable uh, for earthly standards. Only once uh, in the gospel account in Matthew 17, when Jesus took Peter, James, John to the high mountain, uh, many believe that to be Mount Hermon because that's the only mountain that has the altitude that's high enough. And, And Jesus was transfigured. And it was at that point of time, they didn't know what to do. They, in fact, they say we should pitch three tents one for you, one for 
one for you referring to Jesus, one for Elijah, and one for Moses. And why the tent? They were shining in such a way that uh, perhaps Peter, James, and John could not uh, bear the rawness of the, the glory of God that's coming from them. So there is this reality, but Jesus is going to return in power and glory at His second coming. And He's not going to return as the meek one that He manifested, like the way He manifested Himself in the first coming where He came as a lamb. He's going to come and His countenance is going to shine as the sun in His full strength. And because he's the Jesus who is coming and his face is shining as the full strength, I must be the one to have the courage to follow the Hebrew chapter 4 way, to enter the true and the living way, to behold him as a priest of the Most High God. And like Moses, uh, attempting to speak to him by the blood of Jesus in the new covenant, and then our countenance is transformed from glory to glory into the likeness of Jesus. So there is a reason why Jesus revealed himself in the the fullness of the strength of the sun on his face. The key, the two key words is the strength of the glory and the face. And because Jesus won the church of the last days to be a face-seeking church, not just a hand-seeking church that wants his blessing and want to experience his miracle and his power, but the one that behold his face, that know him, that look into his eyes, to look into his innermost being, to know the deep things of God, to know the things in his heart, to know his mind, his emotion, uh, is a generation of Jacob that seek his face. At the same time, a church that is uh, emitting the glory of God, because Ephesians chapter 5, Paul talks about the last day that will be the glorious church without spot and wrinkle. And that is not the own glory of the church, by the glory of Christ in and through the church. That's re- the church is the last days reflecting and embodying the glory of Christ. John 17, Jesus asked for the glory from the Father and then he turned around and gave it to his bride. And he said that the glory that uh, you have given me, I have given them in John 17 verse 21 to 24. So we have uh, this revelation is really important because it reminds us that Jesus is no longer hiding his glory when he returns. Mm-hmm. He wants to show off the fullness of the strength of, uh, on the glory that the glory that's on his face. And he wants the church to walk in the, the measure of glory that is known by the world. There is no neutral space. It's either the people love the like of God or they will hate it to shut it down because the glory is coming in and through the church. And Daniel, as I, I think about what John is seeing, he's seeing light. He's seeing light come off of Jesus. Yes. And he's describing as the, the brightness of the sun, the, the powerfulness of the sun. Just if we, even if we go back to the beginnings of chapter 1 of Genesis, the first thing created that God uses to express is let there be light. Mm-hmm. And light, if you think about it, is how... God expresses His glory, and if right. and if 
in a physical way that can be tangible to the human senses. Right. And it can be felt, but the... Well, without light, we can't see anything. Correct. And so the illumination of, of Jesus in this moment that John sees is communicating the, the glory of God that he is carrying. And I think if we dwell upon uh, the light that God uses and how he uses it to reveal his glory, I think it's quite fascinating. And... Uh, and so John is and the focus is on the face and correct you know even though in, in Jesus when he transfigured his entire body was transfigured even his know? clothes so yes everything was transfigured but the focus of this revelation chapter 1 verse 16 is on the face mm. that's because he wants the end time church to really be a church that focus on the face of mm. God the beholding his face yeah. and uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1 to 18 is very uh, key to our instruction here Mm. I encourage our reader to cross-reference that whole chapter, mm. uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, when we read Revelation 1.16. Mm-hmm. So let's pray. So Jesus, we thank you that you are the one who shines like the countenance of the, or like your countenance is like the sun shining in its strength. That you have light emanating from your face, from your body with great power. This is how you express to us and let us experience the glory of God is through communicating it this way. Yes. Communicating that you are fully God. And we say thank you. And because you are the one who, whose countenance is like the sun shining in its strength, I am one and we who are listening, we are ones who behold you. We are ones who set our eyes to behold you for as long as our human capacity can take it. Yes. That we will join the angels, we will join the, the four living creatures to worship you. And because uh, we are the ones who behold you in this reality, we will worship you. Mm. Lord, we ask that you would take us to greater measures of worship as we behold you. That we would be filled with awe, that we'd be filled with wonder of, as Peter says, the, the living hope that we've been born to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for the Jesus 360 podcast. Look forward to you joining us next time as we continue through the names and descriptions of the beauty of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy my soul, you satisfy